loved starting the service with a Christmas carol. Joy to the World is my favorite, favorite Christmas carol. And it became even more my favorite when I found out I was speaking this morning because in our, in our life group this week, we were sharing about, you know, what's God been saying to you in, in the last season? What do you really feel like God is speaking to you in the last season? And, and I started because, you know, all good leaders lead the way. So I started and I said, I really feel like God has been showing me in the last season the difference between joy and happiness. Because there's a difference between joy and happiness. And, and I felt like God had really been showing me that. And, and then I looked at this, the song list and we were singing Joy to the World. And so the message is called Joy to the World. What a great way God brings things together, right? Joy to the world. What does that mean? Like we say it, we sing it, joy to the world. We sing it, we love it, we talk about being joyful. But what, is it, what does it really mean and where does it really come from? So we're going to have a quick look at Scripture this morning. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 11 says this, That night, this is speaking about the night that Jesus was born, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly... An angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to who? Not just to the shepherds, but to all people. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to everyone. You know, I look at that and we can skim over that and we can look at, you know, I can't imagine what it would have been like to be a shepherd in the middle of the desert tending your, your sheep and suddenly an angel appeared. I don't know what it looked like, but it, they were terrified. So it obviously didn't look like a little flat, fat cherubim or something. It was obviously terrifying. And and they say, we bring good news of great joy for everyone. The Savior of the world has been born. And I love that. I love that because, you know, joy is important. Joy is important. You know, we look at a lot of other things about being a Christian. We look at, you know, faith. We look at hope. And all of those things are important. But joy is really important. And I would say, even in the way that we conduct ourselves with people around us who don't know yet know Jesus, joy is one of the great things that is attractive to people around us. There is nothing worse than knowing someone knows Jesus and they walk around looking like they've been baptized in lemon juice and the world is about to cave in. That is not inspiring to me and I would suggest not inspiring to anyone. So joy is important. The word says in Thessalonians 5, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, always be joyful. Okay, I want a hand up in this room for someone who is always joyful. Now, if you're sitting beside your husband or your wife, they will hold you accountable. Who is always joyful? This is not a guilt trip message, people. It gets better. The word says, always be joyful. Nehemiah 8 tells me that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's my strength. Did you know that joy is a fruit of the Spirit? So the the Spirit that dwells within us 
one of the fruits. So what people see is joy. It's actually the second one, I think, isn't it? Yes. This says in Galatians 5.22, fruits of spirit, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that what? Overflows. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. That's nice. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue. Faith that prevails. Gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Joy. Love. Joy. Joy is number two. Do you know that in the Bible, in the NIV version, joy, the word, is mentioned over 200 times? Over 200 times. It is mentioned more than words like belief, go figure, grace, forgive, and even pray. So I would suggest that if it's mentioned more often than those words, potentially we're meant to learn something from it. You know, when I repeat things to my husband, it's because I want him to remember them. Doesn't always work for me, but I do tend to repeat them so that he remembers them. And I think when we see something that's repeated 200, over 200 times it was, over 200 times, then there's a message there for us. So it's an important concept for us to grasp. You know, I did some research on, on what joy, is joy important to us outside of just being a Christian? And I found that joy is good for your health. It's actually good for your mind and it's good for your soul. So joy is great, which is why I think the Bible says be joyful always because it's actually good for us. I think we, you know, like we hear a lot about happiness. So when I I Googled, because Google is everyone's best friend, right? what did we do without Google? I mean, what happened to the Encyclopedia Britannica people that used to come door to door? Like, nobody needs that anymore. So I Googled um, um, top 10 things that people want in life as a quick search. And happiness was number one. Number one. Number one, number one, number one in everything that I looked for. It's number one. But it also said happiness was number one. But interestingly, people find it the hardest to find and the hardest to maintain. So I thought, well, if happiness is what people are looking for, is there a difference between happiness and joy? And because I told you at the beginning that this is actually what God's been trying to show me over the last couple of of weeks, I can tell you there is a difference. There's a difference between happiness and joy. So if you are looking for happiness, I suggest that you are maybe looking for the wrong thing and what you are actually looking for is joy. Now, joy is an older word. We don't kind of use it as much. You know, people don't say, do you feel great joy today? You know, I wish you joy. We don't say joyful birthday. We say happy birthday. Joy is an older word, but I feel like the meaning of it is significant. So are they the same thing? Well, I looked up, um, again, Google, and the British, British psychology publication put it this way. Joy and happiness are wonderful feelings to experience, but they are very different. Joy is more consistent and is cultivated internally. It comes when you make peace with who you are, why you are, and how you are. 
Whereas happiness tends to be externally triggered and is based in other people, things, places, thoughts, and events. So if you're looking to be happy, you're relying on the circumstances around you. You're relying on other people to provide it. You're relying on things that will bring it. Whereas joy, interestingly enough, is internal. Joy is something that comes from the inside out. And I would suggest that, you know, if the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, that it's because the Spirit that dwells in us brings joy out from inside of us. I found that interesting because when you look around the, around the place, you can see people pursuing happiness in things and experiences and other people. You know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not with that person anymore because they didn't make me happy. Well, maybe you were looking for the wrong thing. You know, I went on that trip and it made me happy. I bought this new car and it made me happy, but it's temporary and fleeting. Whereas joy, which is what we should be looking for, joy to the world joy, is something that comes from the inside of us. So if I was to define the difference, I would say that happiness is an emotion that's dependent on external circumstances and happenings. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying don't be happy. That's It's normal to feel happiness. But I would say seek after something deeper. Seek after joyce. And I would, uh, joy. I would say joy is a choice. You can actually choose joy because it doesn't depend on anything outside of you. You have the ability to choose it because it comes from within you. It's much deeper. It's more of a conscious decision and it's not altered by external circumstances. So you can be in the midst of one of the worst situations in your life and you can still choose joy. And I love that because it's powerful because we know that when we do, everything changes. Everything changes. Joy to the world. The birth of Jesus will bring great joy for all people. It wasn't just in the moment. The angels weren't saying, you will feel great joy when you see this baby. They were saying, joy to the world for all people. It will bring great joy. It was a gift for all people, not just statically in that moment, but the birth of Jesus was meant to bring joy to all people in an ongoing, ever-expanding, unpacking nature because of who he is and because of why he came. And I love that. It's a gift. Joy is a gift. But the thing with gifts is you actually have to receive them. You have to receive them. You know, years ago, and much to my shame, I'll tell you a story about when I was a little girl, I really wanted a um, a pendant. I can't remember why. I was only a little. And I remember uh, my mum, who was never very good at working out what I actually wanted. And again, I was a little. I wasn't big. I was little. And I remember her bringing in this, this gift for me that she had purchased. And you're going to think I'm a sport brat, but I'm going to tell you the story anyway because you probably all got one like this. And I opened it up and I didn't like it. I know, sport, I know, I know, like crucify me later. I didn't like it. I was little, okay, little. And, and I remember in that moment seeing the joy drain out of my mother's face, the joy of giving, and I didn't receive the joy of the gift because I didn't receive the gift. I rejected the gift. And I think joy is a bit like that. It's a gift that was given to us 
And if we don't choose to receive it and choose to embrace it and choose to let it overflow out of our life, it doesn't. It doesn't. You have to receive it and let it flow out of your life. So I want to look at quickly this morning, how do we receive this joy and how do we make it part of our lives? If happiness is the number one thing that people are chasing all over this planet for whatever reason, and we've just worked out that happiness is great, but it depends on everything else around you. And joy is really what we should be looking for. And the word says to be joyful always. Let's look at how we do it. Are you interested in that? Because I don't know about you, Christmas is great. I love Christmas, but it's also insane, isn't it? Like it's hard to feel joyful or happy at times when you're in the middle of Grand Central and there's 30 million other people in the middle of Grand Central and everybody is trying to, you know, scratch and, and squabble and find car, pa- car parks. Find car parks. It's hard to maintain a spirit of joy, but it is possible. Are you ready? Are you leaning in? Okay. Be intentional. Don't you hate that? That seems to be my, my answer to everything lately. Be intentional. Be intentional about joy in your life. Choose to be joyful. You know, sometimes we really overcomplicate it, but sometimes it's actually as simple as going, I'm going to choose it. I'm choosing to be joyful. So I found this out for myself because I went on this little exercise just recently where I had this moment of I thought it was an epiphany. I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a, a journal of the things that bring me joy. Is that not a good idea? Because, you know, then at the end of every day, when I look back over my day, I will intentionally find things that have brought me joy. Not, not external particularly, but things that actually, big things, small things, just things that, that made me joy, that bring me joy. And so I thought, well, the first thing I need to do is I need to find something to write in. Okay? That should have brought me joy, right? I went to every shop in Grand Central. And stood in front of it, I'm not kidding, and stood in front of every journal that I could find. And I thought, I'm going to stand here till I see one that brings me joy. And at the first shop I went into, I found one, but I thought, maybe something else will bring me more joy. There's a key there. So I walked around for a couple of hours and tried to be profound and deep, which I struggle with. And um, I went back to the first journal that I saw. This is the journal that I picked. Because when I know, and I'm like, oh, that is so stereotypical of me. Look at my shoes. That is so stereotypical of me. It's glittery and it's pink. I'm not really a pink girl. So I was a bit like, I'm a bit embarrassed to show people this. And here I am up here because it's kind of like, but it brings me joy. You know why? Because it's blingy. And I like bling. So anyway, I bought this journal. And, that, and then, then I had to find a pen because, you know, that's important too. I didn't bring my pen with me, but I actually, the process for the pen was much quicker because I'd gone through the process for the journal. And so I got a holographic glittery pen to go with my, my glittery journal because they give me joy. So that's all aside. So I, I thought this concept is simple. I'm going to write down every day some things that bring me joy because surely at the end of the day I'll be able to look back across, I'll be so inspired and I will have a thousand things to actually write. So here we go. The first day, 
I said things like, choosing my journal gave me great joy. The pen that I found gave me great joy. Um, Sending small but thoughtful gifts spontaneously to someone gave me great joy. Um, a, A phone call where the, what? Where the caller made me laugh out loud gave me great joy. Okay, there's, there's, I think, seven things. Day two, three. <clears throat> Day three, three. A couple of days went by, two things. Then I had a really good day and I went back to five and then I was back to three. And, and I was like, it was harder than I thought because the first day, everything gave me great joy. I went for a walk and the sun hit my face and I was like, oh, that gives me great joy. It was hot and the little breeze came and it gave me great joy. And then the next few weeks, it was stinking hot on my walk. And so the things that gave me great joy were no longer there. It was just hot and horrible. And then I stopped walking. So I found that it was harder than I thought. Even though I was determined to stop in a, a life that is somewhat full and take note of even the small things, I found that I had to be more and more intentional because I know that what you focus on is what you get. When, when our kids were, were younger, we used to tell them things like, you know, there are more red cars on the road than there are any other car colour in the world, which is actually not true just by the way. However, when you leave today, you will look for the red cars and you will be surprised that there are more red cars on the road. It's not actually true. It's just what you're focusing on you see. And so I found with joy I had to actually focus on it so that I would see it, which is awesome, but I found it tiring because my life is full and I had to be so, so intentional. And like anything in life, when you're focusing on it, sometimes it can be hard to find because then you notice everything else that doesn't bring you joy. So I had to be intentional. I had to look deeper into the things around me because I was determined that I would find that. And I found that there is so much in life that we simply take for granted. So much. Like Chris and I have an ongoing battle uh, every morning. He doesn't know we're having it, but we are actually having it. So this will be a surprise to him too. He likes to sleep in a pitch black room. Who's him? No light, no nothing. I like to wake up with the sun on my face. I like to wake up and see the early morning rays. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately for Chris, I sleep on the window side which means that I often wake up and Chris either has the pillow or the blanket over his head, trying somehow to maintain that. I have no idea why I told you that, but I just told you that. But I had to start looking deeper at things. So things like that, I would wake up in the morning and intentionally think, wow, look at that. I mean, I can't see much because we do try and compromise and so the blinds are not open, open as I would like them. They're kind of, you know, slatted. But I can still see the sky. And I found that if I would wake up every morning and intentionally go, wow, that, that is awesome. That brings me joy. It actually set me up for the day rather than leaping out of bed like a lunatic and running to get on with my day. So sometimes you need to be intentional. 
And I would say joy is one of those things. So if you're sitting here thinking it's all right for her, she's clearly a happy person, and I am, but I'm more than that. I'm a joyful person, and I'm a joyful person because I choose it. So that is great news for people who sit here and go, I'm not particularly a joyful person because you can be. Isn't that awesome? Number two, sometimes you need to gain perspective. Life is busy and full and sometimes ridiculous. And if you have small children, times 100. It's just ridiculous. It is loud and busy and full and that's what we love. None of us want to sit at home staring at the wall. But because of that busyness, sometimes we have to actually take a step back when things don't feel like they're great and gain a little bit of perspective. Sometimes when you're right on top of things, you can't appreciate what the bigger view looks like. And so to find overall joy, sometimes you need to get back and have an overall look at your life. Because the everyday pressure of circumstances can cloud the joy in your life. Things come into our lives that bring pressure, bring disappointment, bring all sorts of things, and it obscures the big picture, and we can't see it. And we have to maybe do what they say. And people, honestly, I, I do apologize. I'm going to share this verse, but it's for your own good. It's kind of like taking medicine, okay? Are you ready? James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. That you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Other versions say, count it all joy when you encounter various trials and tribulations. Why? Because the way you see it from the inside will determine the way you go through it on the outside and it will actually allow God to do the work that he's trying to do in you much more easily and you will be complete and lacking in nothing. Who's ever, as a parent, had a child in a supermarket that decided it was not time to move on? okay, it's time to get off the ride. No, it is clearly not. And, but it is time to get off the ride. And so you grab them because you're lovely and everyone is watching you. And you grab them ever so gently and you begin to drag them far enough away that they've lost sight of the ride and we can go on with our life. Sometimes I think God is doing that to us in these circumstances. He's saying, count it all joy. Have an internal perspective that is joyful regardless of what you see on the outside. Don't make me drag you through it because what I've discovered with circumstances is you're going to go through it. You are going to go through it. Stopping and having a hissy fit and pouting only makes it last longer. If you can get an internal perspective of, okay, this is tough, but at the end of this, I can trust God. I am faithful. I know that he will bring me through it. I know that he is on the other side. I know that it's going to be okay. So I'm going to walk with him. I'm not going to make him drag me through it. All you get when you get dragged through it is a dirty butt from sliding along the floor. That's all you get. 
But if you are determined to just walk through it with a perspective of joy, when you come out the other side, now I'm not saying you decide at the beginning, I'm going to have a perspective of joy. It's a choice every day. It's a choice where you get up and go, okay, it hasn't changed, but I am choosing my perspective today. And my perspective is joy. My perspective is I am going to go through this with a smile on my face because I know that like medicine, it is good for me. I'm going to be bigger on the other side. I'm not going to be bitter on the other side. This is going to expand me. It's not going to make me smaller. And so I am confident to keep walking through it. Sometimes you need to gain perspective on things. Number three, Sometimes you've got to see past the pain with joy. Sometimes you simply have to choose to see beyond what the facts are to the hope of the future. The Bible says in Psalm 30, weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Sometimes we have to look past the pain, not be ignorant of it, not ignore it, not just be in denial, but look past it. Yes, this is difficult. Yes, I don't like this. Yes, I wish it was different. Is there anyone in this room that would go, I've got absolutely nothing in my life that I wish was different? No. Okay, good. So I'm looking past it because I know who I've believed. I know he's able to do what he's committed unto me until that day. I know that I can trust God. And I'd say one of the advantages of being my age is that I've seen this. You know, it's like, just keep going. There's a saying, if you're going through hell, just keep going. Don't stop. I've seen this. This too will pass. This too will pass. And so sometimes our posture needs to be, I know what I'm in, but I'm looking beyond it. Again, You know, I've given this example before, but if we're looking like this at our situation, we can't see what's in front of us and we tend to run into things or fall off the edge of things. But if we're looking beyond it and looking with that faith and that hope and that trust that we know that we have in Jesus because we've experienced it so many times before, then joy becomes our posture because we look past it. There is a joy in the journey. You just have to see past the pain. Number four, and this is really important. You know, it's great to talk about happiness and it's great to talk about joy, but let's talk about the source, the source of it. You know, we've determined that happiness is external and fleeting and temporary and we need to go look for it, whereas joy is from the inside. So let's look at identifying the source of joy. Good news that will bring great joy For all the people, what was that? The good news was the birth of our Savior Jesus. That is the good news. Why is that the good news? Well, I'm so glad you asked me. You're so attentive today. It's great. Isaiah 9, 2 to 7 in the message says this. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. For those who lived in a land of deep shadows, light, sunbursts of light, You repopulated the nation. You expanded its joy. Oh, they're so glad in your presence. Festival joy, the joy of a great celebration, sharing rich gifts and warm greetings, the abuse of the oppressors and the cruelty of tyrants, all their whips and cudgels and curses, it's gone, done away with. A deliverance as surprising and as sudden as Gideon's old victory over Midian. 
The boots of all those invading troops along with their shirts soaked with innocent blood will be piled in a heap and burned, a fire that will burn for days. For a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Wholeness. His ruling authority will grow and there'll be no limits to the wholeness he brings. He'll rule from the historic David throne over the promised kingdom. He'll put the kingdom on a firm footing and keep it going with fair dealing and right living, beginning now and lasting always. Wow. The joy that the angels were talking about, the source of that joy was when Jesus came to the earth as a baby, as man, to bring wholeness, to bring healing, to bring peace, to bring confidence that no matter what we see around us, He's got this. He's gone from the beginning to the end. We just need to walk it out. He won the fight. He won the battle. And all we need to do is keep moving towards the finish line. That is the good news. It doesn't depend on how many toys I have. It doesn't depend on how I feel about life right now. It doesn't depend on what happened to me. It doesn't depend on what family I was raised in. It doesn't depend on my health. It depends on Him because He's the source. And if He's the source, then He is unchanging. He is always there. He is ever present. He is the one that heals the brokenhearted. He is the one that brings peace. He is the one that brings wholeness. He is the one that we can trust. And in that, we have great joy. Because without that, we would have great despair. So when we're looking at joy in our life, we're not just looking at how we feel. We're looking at who he is because he is the source. And I would I would say that without that knowledge, without that confidence, without that ability to lean on him, then your joy isn't full. For me in my life, I know that. I I grew up as a very privileged only child, quite spoilt, unhappy. Had everything that I wanted, unhappy. Had friends, unhappy. Met Jesus, everything changed because it was no longer relying on me. It was no longer relying on what I could do. It was no longer relying on what I could bring to my life because what I had inside my life, the source of my joy, never changed, never changed. The source is so important. Every day we have a reason to be joyful. Every day. You might be in the midst of the most challenging circumstance of your life and we're going into the happiest season of the year And it might seem like a bit of a conflict for you, but can I tell you, every day you've got a reason to have joy because it's internal. It's because of who he is. He said that he came that we might have and enjoy life and have it to the full till it overflows. He's the God of the exceedingly abundantly above, what we can imagine, think of, or dream of. And that's just not for the special people. It's actually for all of us in every circumstance, whether it is big or small, whether it's life-changing or just a moment. He is the same God in the middle of it all. And so as I close today, I want to encourage you 
Embrace the gift that was presented to the shepherds that night. The gift that would bring good news and great joy to all people. Make the choice. Be intentional. Be intentional with it. Be intentional. Walk out of here to get today and go, I am intentionally going to stop and look at the great things in my life. Be intentional. If you feel like things are overwhelming, step back, get some perspective. Look at your life. You know, there's a great clip. You can find it on YouTube. I was going to use it today, but it's a little bit cheesy. It's a church in, in uh, America that have done like a Christmas um, clip. And it's actually about them getting up on Christmas Day and they're all wrapped up as presents and, and everything is wrapped up as a present. So the, the family is wrapped up as a present. The light switch is wrapped up as a present. His breakfast is a present. His briefcase is a present. His car is a present. He's got shoes that are wrapped up like presents. But it, it has a great message. Everything that you have can bring you great joy. Can bring you great joy. We have so much in this nation. We have so much in our homes and our communities. If you got up this morning and you were able to turn on the tap and wash your face and brush your teeth and make breakfast and you had electricity, some of you, most of you had air conditioning, you hopped in a car and you drove here. Those are the things that should bring you joy. They're the things that bring us joy. We have so much to be grateful for. Good news that will bring great joy to all people. I think God is here today wanting to give you that gift. And He wants you not just to give it to you, but He wants you to accept it. Are you encouraged today? Let's go into this season of great joy, joyful. Let's rejoice always. Let's find the beauty in the little things. Let's be the people that stand out in the midst of dark circumstances because our joy is not dependent on that, but it comes from the inside. Why don't you stand with me tonight, today? I'd love to pray with you. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for the simple truth of your word. I thank you for the simple things that are so profound. And Lord, I thank you today for joy. I thank you that you came to bring joy to the world. You didn't come to bring judgment. You came to bring joy. And so today, Lord, we just we just open our hearts to you. And Lord, I just pray today for people who, who are struggling in circumstances that seem pressurized and disappointing. Lord, that that internal joy would switch on today, that they would be able to identify the source of that and that it will begin to, to radiate from the inside out. Lord, I pray today that we would be intentional with this. I pray today that we would take the time to step away from things that we can't see joy in and, and see the joy in it. I pray today that the source of the joy would be clear to us. And we'd leave here changed. We'd leave here feeling hope and joy and excitement about every moment that we get to breathe on this planet in Jesus' name. Amen. And just while we're all in an attitude of prayer, I just want to give an opportunity this morning. You know, I wasn't raised a Christian. I I didn't know about this as I was growing up. I was actually, you know, late teens, early 20s when I finally discovered what being a Christian was all about. I'd heard a lot about it. But when I finally understood that, that I was created by God to have a relationship, to live in relationship with Him, that He knew me better than anybody else, that He knew my life more than anybody else, 
that He had a purpose and a plan for my life beyond what I could have imagined. And all I needed to do was accept that gift, like accepting the gift of joy. All I needed to do was accept it and wear it and walk in it. It absolutely changed my life. And again, the simplicity of the gospel is this. All He wants us to do is say, yes, I would like that. I will accept that. And so we're going to close our eyes. We're going to bow our heads. The Word says that if we acknowledge Him before men, He will acknowledge us before our Father in heaven. So if we say yes to Jesus, Jesus says to God, they're one of mine. They're one of ours. They're with us. They're family. And so right now, while everyone's eyes are closed and their heads are bowed, I'm simply going to ask you, if that's you, if you'd like to receive that gift, if you'd like to know that internal source, that joy, if you'd like to join your life to to the creator of the universe who created you to live in relationship with him, who has the most amazing life mapped out for you, more than you could imagine, I wonder if you would just simply raise your hand. I'm not going to get you to come out. I'm not going to do it. Just raise your hand. I'm going to acknowledge it. And then we're all going to pray together and, and, and launch you on that journey. So as I look across today, really quickly, if you're here and that's you and you're like, that's me, I, I need to know that joy, I need to know that, that confidence, I need to know that life, I need to know that purpose, that plan, then really quickly just raise your hand and I'll acknowledge it and we will pray. Awesome. Fantastic. Very good. Lord, I just thank you today for hearts that are open. Thank you, Lord, for visiting hearts today and residing in hearts today and changing lives today. And I thank you for this gift that is you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church, we're going to pray this prayer together. And you know that I love this prayer because I tell you every time when we pray it by way of commitment, I love that we start the week every Sunday with this commitment, Jesus. So let's pray it together. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life. And I will follow you. Amen. So joy to the world starts with us. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Sarah. She's going to let us know what happens from there.